the truth response. You were just saying, are you are you the only one yeah. watching? That is not college educated in here. No, no, I dropped out. Oh, you dropped out. Okay. I dropped out. Two well, it'd be interesting if Lizzie was in here. We'd have four different levels of education. There you go. Oh, yeah, she has a master's, right? Yeah. Okay, Nick, he basically got a PhD. She got a master's in Christian leadership. Okay. And her uh, regular whatever was in youth ministry. Uh, her bachelor's was youth ministry focus. Okay. Um, and I- she's the family ministries director now. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on children. I don't know. Whatever. But mm. yeah, but- she's got a master's. She got her master's for free. How did she manage that? The school. The school. She went for well, four years to the school, yeah. and they gave her her master's degree for free. Like I mean, She went through the classes, but it just didn't cost her anything. Oh, that's pretty nice. So she went that? all four years to the college. Yeah, Brittany actually got paid to go to school. It was kind of neat. Nice. Yeah, my she was living at home, too. and her scholarship provided for um, like room and board, I guess, or something. Yeah. So she just pocketed that cash they took. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's dope. I, I graduated debt free, but oh yeah, no, Colleen and I got a lot of debt. Um, my cousin, she graduated high school with her bachelor's degree. Yeah, she took so many college classes. Like she started doing well, in her freshman year. Uh, Savannah, didn't she? She had like a a six something GPA or something. Yeah, yeah, because she probably finished with her. AA. Yeah, she did all kinds of craziness, but yeah, bachelor's degree at the end of high school. High school, crazy. Yeah, my cousin Eva, she was really smart. She went to. She actually, <laughs> it's funny. She didn't get accepted to Harvard, and she graduated with the. She was a valedictorian. Yeah, she didn't want to go to Harvard anyways. Uh, no, she actually really wanted to go to NYU, which is where she went. So now she works for Google. Speaking of, nice. like. What's up with the – we're still emphasizing college. What's up with that? Well, you know, I just – I actually just heard on the radio um, – actually, not the radio, but uh, Daily Wire. Um, there is a huge drop in male um, – the you know, men going into college now. It's so much so that – Are they college, going into vocational? Or? Uh, well, they don't, they don't specify that. Oh, right? okay. Well, the problem is, is vocational doesn't – report the same way that colleges do. Right. Because right. there's not a board of regions for them like there are for universities. But like a, a four-year university or college education, right. males are on a, like a steep decline, so much so that that schools are now having to rethink how they're pitching their classes, you know, or that well, kind of thing. Because it's just, it's all if, female. Dominant. If they're going to vocational stuff, that's a good thing in my eyes. Because we're losing all of our farmers, our steelworkers, our everybody who does everything with their hands are going away because of all this surge in college stuff. That there's less and less of them. I, I work with, um, I work at a, a, a condo building, and the one next door is being built. There's one that's being built next door, but the the people who are in charge of it, like the overarching contractor builder company. Um, is they still are in our building for warranty stuff. And so I talk to them all the time. And they're like, if people don't start getting into this industry soon, in 15 years, we're not going to have anybody who knows how to do any of this stuff. Like, Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, and men, I guess, I mean, I guess it's, it's true across the board, but men are figuring out that the college a college education is really not worth it because they're still having to work just as hard to come up through yeah through the ranks and everything else i mean the only reason i've i've stayed where i'm at 
I mean, I'm a frontline manager, right? I work directly with my, my team, directly with customers. I've had the opportunity to move ahead, but I just see what those guys ahead of me go through. And it's like, you know, no thanks. But I would have been like one of the few, uh, you know, say GMs or that kind of thing. That's not college educated, you know, I, but I've, I was asked a couple different times to, to move up and just thanks. No, <laughs> I don't know. So in my industry, I work in hospitality, you know, and so we run hotels and um, I think I think about a lot of the, the people who are, you know, bigger GMs and bigger hotels. Most of them do have degrees, but other people. So I run a Hampton Inn. You know, most people who run Hampton Inn started at the bottom and worked their way up. Exactly. You know? So in, in, in uh, uh, you know you're probably doing just as well, if not a better job than you would if you just sprung into that, that position out of a four-year college. Right. You know, you know what, it's, what it's like to be up front and having to do the, the manual labor or the, the, you know, the upfront labor. Yeah. So now you know how to manage it. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a middle millennial. So we were told go middle to college because our, the generation before us and the elder millennials, they, they went to college and they got jobs because they went to college. It was, a, it was a good thing. It was helpful. It was necessary for the time. But we were told to do the same because that's what everybody right before us had done. And so we went to college. And those of us who went to college got out of college and realized all these people that didn't go to college, who went ahead and just jumped into the workforce, are GMs and in, in companies now. And we have to be like fry cooks. Like that was that was the big like... We were told that we would get in and nothing's happening. Yeah. So. Well, you were told by, by the people who did go to college and they got jobs right out of college. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like teachers and, and nothing wrong with teachers. I think we need teachers left and right because that's one of the industries that needs people is education. Um, but you're also being educated by people who went to college, you know. So I was raised in a house where my mom has three master's degrees. Three master's degrees. That's a lot of student loans, but, you know, obviously she went to school in the 70s, so they didn't have student My loans. dad didn't go to college at all. Um, he went through EMT and paramedic school and firefighter school and all right. that. But, but that takes, like, he what, didn't a go year to and college. a half, two, two um, years? Several. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he got to the point of being able to instruct it and all that stuff, too. But um, So not technically college, but trade, you know, trade school. My mom got her associates so that she could do, like uh, – she was doing daycare at the time, but as far as like going just to college or whatever, like there wasn't a whole lot of, of that in my family. Yeah. Like, well, my I'm, mom was the first one really that I know of. So I'm just wondering about, I could be wrong, but I'm just wondering if the, the, the decline in, you know, in male, you know, uh, I, think, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. You know, male enrollment. Up, yeah, the, yeah, enrollment. There we go. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just wondering. If you would have known that if you went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Yeah, I, no, no, that's a good shot. <laughs> I was just wondering if the, you know, decline in male enrollment is just because of the indoctrination that's happening within colleges, right? Um, are men waking Maybe. up to the fact yeah. that man, I don't want to even put myself in that position um, because of you know this indoctrination that's happening in some in some schools i'm sure it's not happening at all uh but i can even see it in you know in in my kids who have been through college in in that in that indoctrination of of certain ideologies which are obviously not uh, you know based in the bible it's based on you know the, the worldly well, view and thankfully i went to a christian school um so we everything was taught everything was taught from a biblical perspective so 
science classes and math classes and everything had some kind of a biblical underlying tones to it. So I'm thankful for having that opportunity, but I wish that I would have gone for something else. Like, sure, I had aspirations to be a youth pastor, but I should have gone, like, the minor degree in mm-hmm. the religion and philosophy mm-hmm. and actually gone to school for something that I could have used out of college, like business. tech, IT. Yeah. Um, I tried business. I got a minor in business. So okay. um, I really I have trouble with accounting, so I oh. couldn't have gone that route very well. I get the debits and credits mixed up. I, like, oh, wow. I don't – the concepts confuse me. Um, but I'm good with numbers. I just – those concepts are confusing to me, but, um, but yeah, no, I should have gone for like it. Like if I I could have done computer technologies, no problem back then, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and gotten job right out of college because that was where everything was right out of college. Uh, our nursing program was huge. Obviously that's something you've got to go to school for. And there's, you know, there's no shortage of jobs for, you know, medical, professionals you know and that sort of thing law enforcement those sorts of things there was a pre-law program and all that i, I should have gone for something different right. you know that's that's my thing is i i wish that i would have gone for something other than what i went for um but it's too late now so welcome to the truth response guys we've got mark and we've got um this other guy will wow <laughs> <laughs> wow mark and the other guy, I mean, the the other guy. Day together. Hey, and look, just... look. It was. It's been a long day. It's been a long couple of weeks. Getting over COVID. That's why we haven't been uh, here with you guys. Uh, they, me and my wife were out. Nick was out for two weeks. We we've all been out. So um, that's why you guys haven't gotten anything from us. But um, we do have Will and Mark here today. Uh, everybody else was kind of busy. So um, we'll we'll just be talking uh we'll throw in some bible in here and and whatnot but we don't necessarily have too much of an agenda uh today just kind of doing some roundtable discussion obviously starting off with uh colleges and and discussing the decline of of men going to college i guess and i didn't enrolling. know that was the thing enrolling, enrolling in college um he's college educated he too. is college educated <laughs> just so because we're talking about college well, what's the difference between going and enrolling uh, none <laughs> you have the college degree, so you should be using the fancier word. Why? Good. See, okay, this is one thing I learned, right? Um, when I went into college, I was one of those people, and I still am one of those people that I like to argue a lot, but I was one of those people you that argue? I knew that I was right about every single thing. I am to a point now in my life that I think I'm right about a lot of things, but I know that I'm wrong about a lot of things as well, right? Like, I can accept being wrong. It may take a minute of fighting, to get there, but I can accept that I'm wrong about things. I but that minute but of a lot of people who go into college, they also come out of college thinking, well, now I know everything because I went to college. And so, like, that's, that's something that I don't like the whole big words. Like, people who go to seminary and they're always using the big words, it's like, you learn the big words so you understand how to translate those big words yeah. to the people, to right? To, to the people who didn't go to college for it. Yeah. Like, that's transubstantiation why would you ever use that on the street you wouldn't because I mean, it makes zero sense to anybody but people who who studied it right like so 
I mean, I don't I'll, know. That, that's, so the big words thing, like, I don't do big words. I do little words because I understand the concepts enough to tell the little words. I just say sign up. <laughs> um, I just sign sorry. Up All right. College. Continue. For some, for some perspective, at least, you know, Derek, um, you went to college and you have a bachelor's degree. Right. Right. Um, I went to college and I took, I had two and a half semesters worth of colleging before I dropped out because I needed to make money and flipping burgers wasn't making enough money. And then Mark, who is also here on the podcast, didn't go to college and he probably has the best life out of all. So, <laughs> oh, because um, he doesn't have, yeah, because he's got his kids out of the house now. Oh, yeah. well, that's, that's one. Um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I ran, well. I, I ran that. from school whenever I hated high school, I hated everything about it. Uh, my mom was completely disappointed I didn't go to college. Um, there was a, a small blip on the radar about going into the military, and then mm. that, that faded pretty quick. So, uh, so okay, so for me, one thing that's interesting, like, and it's weird, and not in the sin aspect of envy, but, like, I almost envy people like you and my dad who started early, and and ran in this and are good at what you do now and are at that point like i'm 32 almost 33 and i'm a security guard and that's new in the last three years so like i feel like i have wasted so much money and i know i'm young and i know it's early there's a lot of people who say you know right now but it doesn't change how i feel about like my dad was well on his way through things by the time he was my age things were established he yeah. you know like he was he was settled into um let's see he i would have been like 12 at this point you know or 11 at this point um in his life so like we already had a house you know that we had been in for i don't know six seven eight years and it was it a nice house, you know, um, he was a paramedic firefighter. Um, let's see, whenever I was 10 or 11, he was the assistant chief, I think at the fire department. Like now he's gone through cycles. He went up to chief and then he got out of there in a very negative fashion. There was a lot of mess that happened politically. Um, but then like, he's finally the senior guy. Cause he's the oldest, you know, one of the older guys. And like, He's at a place where he is happy, you know, at, at where he's at. And he's able to, like, he's got two jobs now. He's got that and this other, uh, he does IV nutrition, which I don't know if you guys know what that is. But is basically they do, uh, you come in and you can get, like, infusions of, uh, like, your vitamins or uh, just fluids or whatever. It's really great for people who work out a lot. Um, athletes, uh, <laughs> cures hangovers. Um <laughs> They, they do, like, they'll go out to parties or whatever. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, that, I mean, he's, I might need some information he's in Kansas it. City. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, it's Living Water is what it's called. So if anybody's listening to it, uh, it's, like, Kansas City area somewhere up there. Um, it's not the exact type name of it. But if you look up Living Water uh, IV Nutrition, you can find it. And free ad for my dad there. Um, but he, like, he co-owns this company. And, and he also is a paramedic firefighter um, who runs runs a truck now. You know, he drive, he's a driver. But, like, I, I almost envy you guys because, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Whereas you guys, I don't know about you per, in particular, but I know my dad was fairly well established 
by the time he was my age. And I feel like I'm, I just got a house, <laughs> like, you know, like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, um, the, in my case, I started having kids young and everything else, there, but there was more, I mean, because I was having children at 22, there was a almost not necessarily a, a want to, but a have to kind of thing. I had to establish myself in which direction I was going to do, and I had to do it quickly. Um, once I knew, so I had a love of, of law enforcement and I had a love of electronics. Um, so, you know, I was trying to figure out which way to go. So obviously, you know, the alarm business, you know, electronic securities um, was something I gravitated to. And it really was only supposed to be a stepping stone into something bigger and better. But I've, uh, there's a great story about um, how I, I knew that this was the business uh, that I wanted to be in. Um, you want? I don't know if you guys. Go for it. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, so uh, we're listening. So, so the Reader's Digest, <coughs> the Reader's Digest version. Um, I'm 23, 22, 23 years old, uh, getting started, just fresh out. I did go to tech school, so all I did go to a trade school. Took two years of electronics. Um, so I'm servicing alarms. I have really no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing. I know basic circuitry, and I'm making things happen. I go, um, there's a, a place over in West Palm Beach, a uh, town called Riviera. It's a port town. It's kind of rough. Um, go there, and I go to a bait and tackle shop. I was told to put in wireless panic buttons, um, test them, make sure they work, hand them to the customer. So I handed out four panic buttons, packed up, and left. Um, two days later, I get my boss coming out of the door. He's screaming for me, Storielli, come here. Storielli, come here. Here we go. You know what happened. Walk into his office. He goes, did you put in these panic buttons over at this basic bait and tackle shop in Riviera? I was like, yep. He goes, did you test them? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I tested them. He goes, good thing you did because they got held up. Um, they used my panic buttons that I installed, and they caught the guys leaving the place right out in the parking lot. And right at that moment, I was like, this is it. This is where I want to be. Mm. So once I, that happened, I knew I wanted to do banks, and then I wanted to get into life safety, which is fire, basically, for electronic side. And then video surveillance is kind of just icing on the cake and that kind of thing. So that was it. I think that people, you know, for me, it was right place, right time kind of deal. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm just lucky, you know, or blessed. I want right. to say blessed because God has been watching out for me. For I, so, mean, I really feel he was, he's been something I feel me. like I feel like uh, in the church, I feel like we use that word interchangeably. I know we shouldn't necessarily because people don't look at it that way. But whenever I say I'm lucky, I, I mean that, that I'm blessed and God had me at the right place at the right time or, or his hand has shown, shown, you know, mercy on me pretty much, you know, like grace, uh, the giving me what I didn't deserve. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I feel like lucky is a fine thing to say and as long as you know where yeah, coming where from. The but, luck, where yeah, where the luck is coming from. Where the luck's right? coming from, right. Um which I guess is the definition difference between the two words, but yeah, I, 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 and I think that that's why I think I, I kind of internally am freaking out now is because I have a kid now and I have to figure out what's going on, but I, at the same time have this mentality that it's too late to figure that stuff out. No. I know that it's not, I mean, I hear that a lot, but it doesn't change the fact that it feels like it's too late to get into that stuff because I'm, you know, I'm, no, I mean, I'm I've almost had, 33. I've, I've had people start 
later than you and and pick it up. I mean, the not guys... that it's too late for that, but like too late to get into something that like to find it, to find the thing. You know, yeah, like I... that's what it feels like. Is it's too late to find? I don't know that thing. We always use you know different stories in scripture to try to you know justify our reasoning a lot of times you know and you know we look at like abraham right he was he was old right when like 98 or yeah. whatever whenever whenever god gave him the promise or she you know? was 98 whenever had a yeah. kid yeah you know right and you know you can look at it figuratively or or but the matter of the fact is that it was mentioned that she was older beyond you know, the life. years yeah. right um that God revealed his his bigger plan for that, you know, for that person's life. And maybe youth ministry is what you're called to. It's just hasn't been the right time. Or and Maybe it's not this generation. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you just take my, my story is one among many, you know, and not just in, in my field, but in any field. I think it's what it, it's just a matter of, of really sitting down and saying, OK, this is what I'm going to do, you know. Even if it's not your dream job, like, you know, when I was a kid, wanted to be a fire pilot, that, that was this, the, the, the short blip on the radar of going into the military, right? So I wanted to go into the Air Force. Um, but I think at some point, you know, I don't want to say give up your dream, right? But you have to really establish, like, this is what I'm going to do to put bread on the table and mm-hmm. then go attack it with everything you have um, and make sure that nothing nothing gets in the way because you know when i came out of the field and went into the management part, a piece of this i've had ma- other managers roll up and say you're never going to make it please go back out in the field where you belong and from that point on i'm like i am not getting out of this chair i am going to be a manager of a department and i'm going to manage it to the best of my ability and i'm not going to be afraid here's the other piece of advice folks um never be afraid to know you're wrong Hmm. Know when you don't know, and then go ask somebody. Because I've yeah. seen a lot of people fail that they, they're they just too afraid to call somebody for support, call a, a mentor, you know, and, be, and, and just be too stubborn to say, I'm wrong about it. Um, God bless him. There was a guy named Kevin Adams. Kevin, I love you, brother. Um, he uh, was my GM when I first came into being in management, and I was a complete short-fused hothead could snap out on a heartbeat and he and he took me and he put me into a class um dale carnegie classes and uh, i did not want to go he was like either you do this or you're fired and i was like okay i'll go classes and after that was all over and actually after i was done with dale carnegie i went back as a like a teacher's helper kind of deal um so i took it twice uh got a lot out of it but if it wasn't for that guy recognizing and recognizing, and then when I finally succumbed and said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow what you're telling me to do," um, I would not. I would I would probably mm. have been canned. I mean, he would have fired me for sure. But um, so don't be afraid to say, "Hey, you know what? It's I need help, and I'm not gonna be able. I'll be afraid to go ask somebody who's older and wiser, or younger, or younger and wiser, mm-hmm. because actually, Kevin Adams is." Gosh, he's about five years younger than I am, mm. but he figured it out, you know. Yeah, that idea of mentorship, though, is such a biblical idea. There's a there's a line in Psalms. It's one of my favorite verses, but I can't remember the number. But it's uh, one generation commends your good works. They tell of your mighty acts, and they tell from one generation to another. And and I think about that. Like I still I wouldn't be involved in ministry if it wasn't for 
you know, I, I years ago my my wife left me. I was a youth pastor of a very large youth group. Our youth group was basically the same size as our weekend attendance um, at this church I worked at. And uh, my wife left me, and I need you know, you can't be a youth pastor and you know getting divorced, right? That's that's just kind of not a thing. And um, so I had to leave my position. And if it wasn't for a lot of mentors that I had, you know, um, you mentioned the gentleman who made you go to the Dale. Um, Dale Carnegie classes, my friend Greg Morgan, he just, he was so loving, but yet he told me, he he told me when I was wrong, Mm. you know, and I think about that and I, I still think of him all the time and I wouldn't be in ministry. I'm, you know, I'm our church's production director and, um, whether I do a good job or not, um, we, uh, I wouldn't be here, you know, in ministry if it wasn't for people who basically told me I was wrong, you know, and I think maybe we all have people like that in our lives. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't have people tell us that we're doing it wrong. Well, and I mean, it's not just a matter of people telling us, it's being open to that right? yeah. and saying, yeah, I am wrong. I mean... The idea know. that you don't know everything. Exactly. I mean, but and you I still think, have to strike things with the confidence that you you know what you're doing. Yeah. But I think colleges, it's a balance. colleges have a way of, of, of jading people to that, yeah. right? I mean, how many... I've talked to several um, college... Nobody in this room, obviously, but sub, several college people <laughs> who... Uh, who uh, are jaded, you know, you try to tell them, hey, look, you know, it's really not option B. A, you should be going to option B, and they do not want to hear it because, you know, you're just some dumb redneck that's (laughs) driving a pickup truck. Hey, I learned most of what I know from big, dumb rednecks (laughs) that drive pickup trucks, all right? That's my neck of the woods. So, yeah, yeah, when I find find it interesting because, like, I went through a it was a large process to be ordained. Um, I was in Baptist church, Southern Baptist, um, and the church was led by deacons. Um, I had to go through a six week, like super crazy intense, like course, like twice a week, hours on end, uh, everything from memorizing scripture to, um, uh, etiquette, like proper dining etiquette to like everything. Like I went through this huge, huge thing, right? And it's all part of the the ordination process that, at this church. And um, Is this the at same the end that you of had this, to transfer your membership to Rise Christian Church back in the day. Yeah, they they wanted they wanted to know if I wanted to transfer transfer my membership by letter. Um, I was like, no, I'm all good. I'm I don't need. That's a few podcasts whatever. back. That was the last podcast um, I was on. But but uh so I, I go through this six week intense course with the 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 leader of the deacons, you know, and uh who is a highly educated man. I mean he he was brilliant. Um but I go through this thing and we schedule the ordination ceremony and it's the same day right after I have this hour long sit down with all the deacons in my church and any of the area deacons that wanted to attend where they just grilled me for like an hour. Like I had like, I had 15, well, just grilled me on questions about different things. And, and, uh, I had like 15 deacons sitting around this table around me, crazy intimidating because they were all, you know, much older than me. You know, most of them were very, very much older than me. Like my grandpa, 
age and up, you know, and my grandpa's sitting there too. Um, but, but all these guys are sitting around who have been, you know, deacons, which is essentially the same thing as, as elders in, in the church here. I mean, they, anyways, long, long mess there we could get into, but I'm not going to. Um, but all these guys who have been in these, these leadership positions in the church for years upon years upon years, you know, and I'm this, I don't know, 20 something year old little young punk kid who, you know, is in, in college, you know, ending college soon and, and all that. And, um, the, the number one thing that I learned in that whole process was, I don't know, but I will find out and come back to you like that. That's the number one thing that I learned from that was that it's okay to be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do in that situation. All right. But I'm going to figure that out, and then and I'll come back to you and, and, and let you know. You know, like, that's, that's, I mean, out of all of that, that's what I remember, you know, is the fact that it's totally okay to say I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I, uh, I have, I have a similar similar thing. I remember there was one point in my, um, hotel career where I was sitting around with, um, with a lot of leaders in, in our company. And I remember being the young punk that, you know, just, I was a GM of a hotel and it was a significantly large hotel. And I remember just sitting around and them asking me like every question I should know off the top of my head and, you know, not knowing the answer. And I think a lot of times we try to just give an answer just to give an answer, you know? Um, whereas in reality, we should, we should know the answer, not just, you know, guess it to make someone happy in the moment. But I have, uh, another issue. I, you know, let's just air out all my, my problems today. Um, it's okay, man. I, (laughs) I process things very fast. My brain processes conversations really fast. And so when somebody, especially whenever I'm, discussing them something that is maybe a little bit heated um like vaccines like vaccines um my brain is processing what they're saying worms i see my brain's processing what somebody's saying not it sounds like it's it's processing to give a response right but like isn't that what we're all doing always like that's how we're created like we process what somebody's saying to then respond to them like hearing them right i'm taking in what you're saying and i understand i'm trying to understand right that's part of the back and forth and in my eyes that's what the back and forth is all about is trying to understand what you're actually saying and then come to the conclusion of whatever the truth is right like that's that's the whole reason why and i get passionate about a lot of things that that i i have discussions about i think passion shows where uh your heart is and where your true beliefs lie um, and so, and, and your f- faults, right? Your faults come through, uh, whenever you get super passionate about things. Um, but my brain, my brain processes the information in an argument type setting, whether that's a discussion, debate, whatever, um, really quickly. I have thought through a lot of things in college that was like, I slacked off on a lot of the homework because I did everything that I could to try to learn about people and how to push buttons and see where the edge of their buttons are to not push them too far. You know, those sorts of the people interactions. And I, and 
I learned that, you know, you can't learn that. I mean, every single person is so vastly different that you just can't learn people. But, um, but all that to say, like, my biggest, one of my biggest faults is that I speak when somebody's done speaking instead of giving the illusion of, of extra time spent, this extra space spent of silent contemplation. Does that make sense? Like, mm. so like whenever, whenever somebody is saying something, I'm processing all that and Working figuring out where I am yeah. with all of that. And when they're done speaking, I speak to speak to it, right? I speak to what they've just said. And a lot of times I've, I've learned that a lot of times people don't like that because they think that they're not being listened to. Yeah. When in reality, I'm listening, I, I'm processing it all. And I, I, I want to seek the truth in the, in the matter, ultimately. Um, but my brain just doesn't, doesn't have to take the time in order to process it. So one of the things that I've learned is that, like, I've got I've to give somebody some time before I respond. Not because I need, I need it, but because they need it. So I don't know. Uh, it's funny. I'm a lot of stuff that, of that college has brought... Actually, recently, this is what the, brought that to me. But no, you're sorry, you good? Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm the opposite. Actually, like I have to like someone will say something to me, and it takes like like when I get in an argument with Colleen, uh, my fiance, we um, which we don't argue often. We're not really argumentative people. So if no. you think I like to argue, I really don't, because that means that I have to think faster, and that's, I'm I belong on a beach somewhere under a tropical palm tree. Okay, that's just like a sand crab or something. But, you know, it takes me a minute to process things when something is said. And so it takes me a moment. And sometimes she's like, are you going to say anything? I'm like, I'm, st- I'm still, pro- I'm like five sentences ago. I'm still processing this. And so I end up just shaking my head a lot nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite I, there yet, but yeah, I feel I like mean, I'll be there I, I, eventually. I, no, you, you, I, I, cause I was like that. Yeah. Is that like Always. a specific age thing? When I cross yes. like this age, it'll happen. Well, I, I don't know. And mark, I can't, what's your age? 52. <laughs> okay. So when I cross the 51 year old mark, no, I think it happened. Okay. It starts to happen in your forties to be 40s. honest. Like, I'm hoping to wait until my forties. Yeah. So. Like 40s. I got seven more years. Like, <laughs> I gotta wait. Till no, no, no. I didn't say at 40. I said in your forties. Okay. I gotta, I gotta wait seven more years to, start <laughs> so, so you know what i find myself doing is uh, you know i i tell you know again i we've talked about this maybe a couple podcasts ago um that i'm no longer that parent figure right i'm i'm now the mentor to my kids well they're all you know they're in their 20s and going one has actually reached their 30s so now when i hear stuff and i try to give my you know the old man point of view and they don't want to listen to it i just do i just shake my head a lot and just say oh, okay you know <laughs> yes i'll be over here watching see my um, parents had me when they were in their 50s so they've always been old um, <laughs> wait a minute man <laughs> okay so i remember i was a kid i went to the summer camp it was called camp wingman it was a church camp up in um avon park area and uh, i remember i was me and my other friend she was from the same church that i grew up going to and she was there as well and we didn't, her and I really didn't know anybody, but we knew each other, so we were friends at camp. And she's like, oh, wait, that's your dad. And I'm like, you almost said that was my grandpa, didn't you? And Ooh. she's like, yeah, but I know your grandpa, and they don't look the same. Yeah, right. So, I mean, but even aside from my kids, it's like the stuff you hear on the news. You know, I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of political podcasts and that kind of thing, and I just end up shaking my head a lot because 
people who are very passionate about things that are going on right now, I think we're going to find out, you know, as they go and grow and mature, none of that really matters, mm. you know? Well, not, I mean, and that's, that's hard part for, for us younger people. Like your age, like you're around my dad's age. I think my dad's a little older than you, uh, a couple years, but I mean, I don't, I don't remember how old my dad is. He's in his fifties. So, um, but your guy, you guys like, you grew up, like even through teen years and and plus, without the internet and social media no, uh, yeah. and all this stuff and like, yeah. and I I grew up without like the social media until like high school, like junior high, high school era is whenever we started getting like Zanga and MySpace, you know, wow. like the yeah. stupid, the stupid ones, actually the better ones. But anyways, uh, I didn't have, I didn't, for I didn't even have or? Facebook until 2007. Right. So I was, I was, uh, 2007, 2006. I was like tail end of, of high school when I got a Facebook, you know? And so like, I, I have part of that, but like we have gotten to a point in our society, and we've talked about this I don't know how many times before, mm-hmm. but like we've gotten to a point in our society where we think our opinion matters. Exactly. Mm. And our thoughts mm. matter yeah. to everyone. To Not everyone. just like you and me, the the three of us in here, our thoughts matter to each other. Like our opinions matter to each other to some extent because we're friends, right? Like mm. and that's how we uh, iron sharpens iron. Right. It's all about hashing things out to figure out truth. In, in like-minded friend groups. But when it comes to, like, people that you don't have a clue, you've never met before, three connections down the line, it's only going to cause problems. Right. I just think the vitriol that's on, I mean, it's just nastiness that's on social media. I would try Twitter. Yeah. I had tried Twitter for Why? What, three, four months. I tried to be one of those guys on Twitter. I can't do it. I mean, it's just like I wanted to – people are so just gross to each other. It's just like forget it, you know? I don't know. It gets weird because, like, you know, Derek and I are big TikTok guys. We like watching TikTok. Yeah. But TikTok, the whole point of social media is to keep you engaged, right? And so it'll learn you, right? And it'll only feed you things that it will keep you engaged with, right? And it will test, like, you know – so I'll get a video of maybe something I disagree with, and obviously I just flip right past it. So it knows, okay, don't feed this person this, you know, only feed it what it likes, you know. And so, yeah. you know, um, I, I actually, when we were starting the podcast, I, I was beginning to mention this earlier. I don't think that the world's gotten worse. Now, granted, we're closer to the end than we've ever been. I fully believe that. I well, just yeah. think the world. Every gotten... minute of every day is closer yeah. to the end. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> just like I have less heartbeats in my future than I did yesterday and two yeah. seconds ago. Yeah, like, we understand guys, that. You guys need okay? a college education to figure that no, out. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm no, making I fun of that. him for that. <laughs> that. But okay. no, my point being that you know, I get it. We're closer. Revelation says we're closer than we've ever been. Right. right. We're closer now than when we started the podcast. Right. But I, I just think that the world's gotten louder. Yeah, yeah. There's so much noise in the world, and there's this song, actually, it just came out by this band a couple months back called Quiet, and listening for God's still voice in the quiet and the silence, and, and I think that's a, it paints a beautiful picture of God calls us to be still, don't be busy, yeah. be still, and, and a lot of times as Christians, we get so caught up on trying to work, you know, and try to earn... Like, yeah. you know, we always say, well, you didn't earn your salvation, but a lot of times you work at trying to earn God's favor, right? right? you like, you think God is a transaction. Holy cow. You know, that's, that hits home because I was just talking to uh, my daughter, Brittany, about that, just about that same subject. Um, I've been doing a 
300, <clears throat> you know, read the Bible at 365 oh, in a year? days. Yeah. Oh, man, that's intense. So, but what I, I can't, you know, I can't read. I can't sit down and, like, pick up a book and read it because I Is that why I you didn't look, go to college? That's why I didn't go to college. <laughs> oh, man, I can't either. Yeah. And I picked philosophy. <laughs> like... Oh. Spark Notes was my friend. Yeah. I just want to put that out yeah. there. All right? so, You're talking to your daughter, Brittany. So I'm talking to my daughter, Brittany, about, um, you know, because I'm doing this Bible thing and I'm, right. and I'm, I'm listening to it. So I'm having it yeah. read to me. That, right. I think you guys had used the Bible app and read it into podcasts one time. But anyway, um, so at first I was sitting down and listening. And then I found myself, okay, well, I can listen and make lunch in the morning. And now I, I'm just doing it to check a box. You know what? Mm. It's I'm stuffing the Bible in where I can instead of spending time, quality time with God, and I'm just checking that yeah. box, and it goes right back to what you were saying. Like you know, I'm I don't earn salvation, but I sure am trying to earn salvation. Mm. You know what I mean? We went through. I was in a small group uh, over the summer. Um, Nick oh, man, was in that, it and all that. Oh, you were in it too. That, and that small group the difference me. between agenda, doing things with an agenda, and doing things with a purpose is huge because yeah. the agenda is checking those boxes a purpose is not a purpose is is doing things because you're purpose driven to do those things right. and it wasn't purpose driven anything from who is it rick, rick warren, warren. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that but i've never read it but i read it yeah, it's I, good. Well, I didn't one, once again to reading you know um i need to get more into audio <laughs> stuff because maybe i would actually pay attention to books and whatnot but anyways um but it was it was a a a workbook. What was it called? Rooted. 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 Yeah. Um, it was by I think it was by Kyle Eilerman, someone at uh, Southeastern Christian Church in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It was really good. Bring you back to the basics. Mm. Um, and one of the major distinctions one week was agenda versus purpose, and how we a lot of times fall into this agenda based. I got to get this done. This done. This done. This done. This done. Um, checking boxes. Right? And then we give Whether that agenda to God and tell Him our agenda. I remember right. that. Right, and and that like, but that, think, that's what we fall into, especially especially those of us who've been doing church stuff for a long time. Like, I've read the Bible, the whole Bible, several times through. Right. I have studied Greek, Koine Greek, for a year in college. Like, I I've I've done all of that stuff, right? And so, for my brain, it's hard for me to go. I want to read every single day. Because in my brain, it's like, well, I I can meditate on what the Bible says without reading what the Bible says. You know, I, I meditate on, you know, the the lessons and the teaching and all that. And I internally try to justify not reading scripture. Mm, right. You know? And so, like, I think it's really easy for those of us who have been in it for so long that, that it's like to, to get away from some of that stuff that it then it becomes... You know, I'm, I'm, I don't need this box, you know, and we can throw away that, that checkbox and these other things then become checkboxes, you know, going to church, recording a podcast because, you know, that's, that's my contribution to the church or putting out all of the, the tech fires that, that, you know, arise or I play on the praise band or, you know, my wife works there, so I'm at every single event of the church puts on in some capacity of helping, you know, like, and it, they all these things become checkboxes because I've omitted certain boxes that allow me to remember my purpose mm. under God 
in, in all of this. I think a lot so. of times we, we equate activity with uh, righteousness. There you go. Yeah. Right? There you right? go. You know, um, I, I always think about it. And we, we as a church celebrate communion every week. And this gets me emotional because I, I think about it. Judas was at the Last Supper. Yep. Jesus served Judas. Yep. Knowing that he was going to betray him. And it makes me think about how much more does Jesus love me, right? Because he serves me, right? Mm -hmm. He served me even when I was far from God. Like he came running after me. I was talking about that song quiet a moment ago and um, how, you know, uh, relationship with the Lord is, is, you know, we kind of an agenda and wow, I get emotional over thinking about Judas being served by Jesus. Um, the, the name of the song is called Quiet. It's by Elevation Rhythm. We don't endorse everything from that camp, but they do have some some interesting things. And the, the line from the chorus, I'll just be quiet and let you speak through the silence. Here I am. No more hiding. You are in this moment. I won't fight it. I'll be quiet. I don't need to know what comes next. Tomorrow is in your hands. I can trust you with the future because you're already there. I hear your voice calling me forward, and I know I'm not alone. Yeah, scripture says, be still. Mm-hmm. And know that I am God. Like, and, I, and I think with the advent of social medias and, and you know, and, and all the in-your-face and, mm. and, and, and everything else, we've lost that. Mm. I mean, even as a society, we have lost that. We, you mm. know, because um, it's so convenient, right? Mm. For those of you who can't see, which is everybody, uh, you know, I got my, my phone in my hand. Now, I've ref- I, I can tell you right now, during this podcast, mm. I've referred to an email that came through on a phone. I've referred, I was going to talk about a Bible verse that came through here. This is such a distraction. This yeah. thing is such mm. a distraction, and it's such an in-your-face kind of thing. And, you know, you go back to when I was growing up. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up in, this t- in the time of when I was the remote control for my dad. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Right. <laughs> no, for real, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm lucky because we didn't have that. Right. You, know? you had the foundation. Yeah. You had the foundation of of the the it's not getting up and changing the channel manually yeah. is not hard work no it it's it's not it, no. i mean that's that that foundation i know that's that's just an example but like that's the foundation that you guys had right. you know you're gen x right yeah right. yeah yep. it, gen x was the last generation to have that foundation mm-hmm. throughout all of their growing up yeah. and so like as much as i see a lot of gen xers on social media and combating and and doing partaking in all of this like you guys are blessed to the point of like if if you wake up to it it's easier for you to revert back mm-hmm. yeah whereas we don't have the foundation as much as as our gen x parents or i don't know what generation your parents would be they're older than boomers oh. they're in they're a 70 so my parents are in their 70s okay wow. so i mean even with as much as 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 the generations that raised us, me and Will, yeah. um, and younger, may have tried to instill that foundation, like we just didn't. We only got part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've always had a remote control, you know, like yeah. that. That's just how it is, and it's so like there's this sense of not laziness necessarily, because like I don't consider myself lazy, Convenience. but convenience you were, you were handed the convenience and and uh and ease work work smart not hard um should be expected now i agree if we can work smart that's good 
but you got to understand the concept of rolling up your sleeves and and getting your hands dirty at the same time like you you got to be able to do that and we've lost that with this this loudness and this ease and convenience of of all of the social media i mm -hmm. mean that's that's really it's it's part of the issue so i i comes back to i, I really kind of envy your guys' generations for being able to to not have to work as hard at that foundation mm -hmm. because that's what that's where you started you mm -hmm. know that's what that's I what you got you because houses were cheaper then <laughs> it's all it's all relative yeah it's all inflation relative. brother inflation yeah, it's all relative. Uh, because i you know even though uh, the houses are more expensive people are getting paid more money the, the value of the dollar is not what it used to be you know yeah. I, I can remember um i saw a movie die hard, die yeah. hard the very first die hard if you look there's a scene where they show uh, Mel Gibson and he's standing behind a or standing in front of a gas station sign that says ninety nine cents. Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Die Hard. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Did I say the Mel Gibson? You did. Bruce Willis. No, Die Hard. Die Hard. No, no I'm getting Bruce my Willis. no. I'm sorry. I'm getting my movie screwed up. Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. Okay. Lethal Weapon. I was sorry. like Die Hard. Bruce Willis. No. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Okay. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon was right. was no for the young guy in the room. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> You've never seen Lethal Weapon or Die Hard, y'all. I didn't oh, grow man. up with a TV, uh, so I well, I didn't grow up with wow. a TV. Well, you're a blessed man. To be honest with you. Yeah. So when you guys are talking about having to get up and change the thing, I remember we had a TV. It was probably about like a foot by a foot because that's all we could afford. My mom found it at a rummage sale one time. And uh, I grew up really poor. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, we lived on a boat. And a lot of people are like, oh, you lived on a boat. My dad salvaged the boat out of the bottom of the Fort Myers Pass. So uh, we was po. We was very po. Mm -hmm. And um, we lived with my grandparents for a long time in my childhood. So, you know, it was nice living at Grandma's house because I could have ice cream every Friday night, baby. Um, but, you know, we didn't. I didn't grow up with – I remember when my grandparents, they got their first – color TV because they didn't want to have a TV because it was going to ruin the world. The only reason why they actually got a TV ever in the first place was because of the moon landing in, what was that, the 70s? 69. 69? Okay. They weren't entirely wrong. No, no, they weren't. You know, and I mean, we were just, we were simpletons. And so now I think about it, I think about how many TVs I have in my house now. There's one in the master bedroom. There's one in the living room. And then there's one in, we have a, a like a spare room, a bonus room. So there's three TVs in our house now. And there's two of us, and not really even two of us, because I live by myself. So. All of all of this really hits to the the reason why we decided to start the podcast in the first place. Besides the whole, I really just wanted to start a podcast. I you know I had that desire, and and uh, are you also, talking about back in the day stories? Now the podcast has been going on that long. Now year and a half. Back, year and a half. I mean, okay. we started because the the pandemic hit and. We no longer had any programming besides Sunday morning, and so was like, well, let's do a podcast and give give another avenue, you know, to to people to to not take up on. Sorry, um, back in the beginning, we didn't use the social media, so you know. Back that... in my day. <laughs> Anyways, but let's see, where was I going with this? Oh yes, the um, the the reason why we we started it was that you know with the internet in general your truth can be true mm -hmm. you can find everything there is to support your belief regardless of what the belief is 
how dumb idiotic it might be how how <coughs> rational it might be like it, it you can go online and find proof for whatever truth quote unquote that that you think you may have and that has really truly i think ruined this moment of society mm -hmm. now i think in the future it will correct itself if we live that long right if, if, we, if, if, if god it. doesn't come back before that yeah. it i i believe that it will correct itself we'll figure so out some way of that... we'll wake up right from from this mess of 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 information right um because at that same moment, as the same time as as that may be true, that we can, you know, find truth to back up anything that we believe now by just clicking a button, and you know, even if it's not actually truth, we can find things to prove that it's true, right? Quote unquote, prove. Um, before it, it was just as easy to be brainwashed because it was harder to check for yourself. Mm -hmm. You had to take the word of the man on the television screen that that the moon landing was real, mm -hmm. right? Not saying one way or the other, but, like, you had to take their word for it. Whereas, I mean, today, you can, you can do all of the research. You have things easier, accessible, like... A telescope is is easier accessible now than it was, you know, fifty years ago. Whatever, you know, like. Was that crazy that nineteen sixty nine was almost fifty years ago? That's uh yeah, that's when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, June June nineteenth, nineteen sixty nine. So oh, nice. fifty two years ago. Oh yeah, there you go. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, that's what I mean. Like, like. Isn't it great? I'm the. I think that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think so the sorry. problem the problem is not the same. The world is not the same same as it always has been as far as worse or better. I think it's worse. And the reason I think it's worse is not only can we find whatever information to prove our truth, right? Like whatever we're seeking out, we can prove it true, but we can do everything anonymously. We have to own nothing anymore. I if don't, we don't want to. I don't know if it's necessarily worse. I just think it's faster. I think the worst comes out faster. You know, the bad comes faster. But you whenever I mean? you can do it anonymously, that 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 changes the game because now everybody's willing to do it. Look at pornography, for instance. Mm -hmm. I mean, back back when you were a kid, you had to either find something along the side of the road or in the trash or in a stash somewhere, or you had to Cleveland get Avenue. somebody or you had to get somebody to get it for you. Like that was, that was the thing. That's you couldn't true. just do it anonymously, super easy. Right now, click of a button that's and true. nobody will ever know. But that's mm. my, I think in, that's my point is that pornography has always been here. Sure, it's been, but the thing now is that it's faster and it's here and it's it's, it's right at your. And fingertips. you don't have to take responsibility for it. No, I mean, but I didn't wasn't taking responsibility. The the person providing me with pornography uh, was never taking responsibility for it either. But they knew you you were doing it. Now, you can do it without no without anybody else that matters knowing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's okay. no, there's accountability. I mean, obviously, there. the government knows everything. So, well, somebody knows every Somebody's everything. Know, but, but, 
but like whoever you were getting it from could have been and when and should have been your accountability right right but now i don't have to have any accountability to access any of that stuff i don't have to have another party knowing that is supposed to be there like because that's what that's what that's what community is supposed to be about right Mm -hmm. that's 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 what it's supposed to be is us holding each other accountable for for life whether that's in a christian circle or not i mean that's that's why we have law enforcement Right, you know, is to hold each other accountable for things. So the person that you might have been getting it from should have been the person holding you accountable. I could now, any at any point in time, just go online and nobody else know. Yeah. It's possible to do that now, and that's why I think it's worse. Is the anonymity? You don't have to take responsibility for anything. People bullying, right? As much as I still am a part of the old school sticks and stones, right? Like I, I think people should toughen up a little bit. Um, as controversial as that may be today. Yeah. Um, Come on, bro. Like that's a whole nother podcast. Like, I know, I know, I know. But, (laughs) but as, as much as I'm in that boat, like you can bully people without anyone knowing that you're the one that did it. Like you just have a fake name on there. I mean, yeah. it's that easy, and it really is that easy. Were, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, but it's still. I, I mean, I'm just going to revert back to it's still. It's just louder. You can disconnect from, from social media. Now, granted, it's it's like, it's addictive, like a drug. Like as right. someone who used to do addictive drugs back in their young teenage years, um, I'm sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to youth group at the Methodist church. We were doing drugs. Um, but I mean, you. There is still a point when you can make a conscious decision to disconnect. Sure, <clears throat> I That's agree. Why I think that like fasting, like social media fasting, like you know, re- referring back to that small group that we had, we did a, we spent what was it, a day, a week? It was a day that we fasted. I actually did the fast. I started the week before. It's a social media fast, and I, I get this notification every Sunday of how much time I've spent on my phone. And it was so satisfying to see that notification of your, you know, your engagement on, on social media was down like 90 something percent. And the only reason why I probably engaged on social media was church related stuff. Um, I just swiped that clear. I don't even look at it anymore. Yeah. Well, I have it set to certain notifications, but it was just so satisfying to disconnect from that week. Now, granted, I'm not going to be able to sit here and toot my horn and say, you know, I spent all that time in the, in the word with the Lord, you know, but... I mean, I spent it doing other things. I remember I worked out every day that week. I remember I went for lengthy walks. I love going to watch the sunset on the beach. It's really romantic. Um, but By yourself. Oh, sorry. Thanks for rubbing it in, man. So I got three TVs. I can watch every news outlet there is. Um, but I remember I spent things doing that I wouldn't normally do because I'd be sitting there watching TikTok, you know? So. Yep. But. Yeah, I mean, I sit at work all day long, can do anything I want to at work as far as like on a computer, you know, on my phone, whatever. He does have the sweet life. Like, Don't let I, him I just talk can't have about. like, I can't have headphones in or anything, but I can, I can play games. I can do whatever I want to, right? And so I waste all of my time on either TikTok or Discord, which Discord is a, a gamer's chat, gr- social media, essentially, um, playing Dungeons and Dragons. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so like, I, I waste all this time that I could be spending, you know, studying to, 
to maybe become management and security or or whatever. But instead, like what I mean is, you know, educating myself to do something right, okay. that maybe I want to do. Instead, I am sucked into the social media of things. But even at 50, I'm sucked into it, too. So, I mean, it did. So what it, you're it, saying is we can send you TikToks, too? I don't do TikTok. Oh. I try TikTok. Yeah, too, the difference, though, was... is that you're established. <laughs> and I am not, right? So, like, there's a little bit of that flexibility in there that yeah. you may be sucked into social media but you're established where you're at, where I should be focusing on getting myself established, and yet I'm stuck on social media. Right. And our whole generations that are uh, that are younger, that aren't established in things, are doing the same thing. And so it's going to take us longer and longer, if at all, to become established in things. Mm. And so I think that once we figure out that that shuts freedom down, right? Our freedom to do whatever we we feel like doing and want to do and desire to do once society realizes that that mindset is going to shut things down i think there will be a change i don't know what the change is going to be but i think there will be a shift in some of that social media and there will be a shift in and some of that mentality at the very least to where we will focus a little bit more on establishing ourselves than being sucked into the social media but it's going to take, I think, things getting much worse. Before yeah, I think it's going to it, – seriously, I think it's going to implode on itself because it has no choice but to. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean we're, look at look at Facebook, right? That Facebook is a prime example of, of it, I feel like, starting to implode. Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, well, now they're fact-checking everything, mm-hmm. right? Fact-checking with quotation marks. Like, right. uh, they're paying people to fact-check things – and I'm not saying that everything is not true, not not well checked, right? right? But I've seen things that have been fal- falsely, you know, a- a- accused as being false that didn't match up with what was actually in the post. Mm-hmm. Like it, it had nothing to do with it. What it's claiming was false about said thing, but it was hot on the political agenda on the opposite side of the aisle of what Facebook wants. Mm -hmm. And so it's like we're seeing that implosion because there's a, there's a a silencing going on. Yeah. There's, there's a, a shutting down of things going on. And honestly, I don't, I don't know what it's going to lead to. I don't know how far that's going to kind of cause people to go. I can tell you that from, you know, 1970, whatever, to now, America is very different. Oh, I'm sure it is incredibly different. I think in um, in 20 years it's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look even at 9 11. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the September 12th. Yeah, of well, 2001. Yeah, looks this a lot country than America today. was almost 100 percent united. Right, and everything we yeah. we set down all of our differences yeah. and said not on our land. Yeah, not here. But and you lose that now. It's it's all all of that is basically it's gone. gone. Mm. Is all of it is gone. Even now we be, want to even, shut down police. But even but even I mean, yeah, I mean, but even before nine eleven, you know, uh, I grew up with the greatest president ever, Ronald Reagan. Amen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was that sense of there was that sense of unity, uh, you know. Yeah. In other words, it we wasn't were the that, United States of America. Well, but I'm but 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 we could uh, we could have different views. But it wasn't that... We do, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a Dodge, bro. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
<laughs> I reckon so. Um, but um, we we could dis we could disagree mm-hmm. and still walk out and have uh, you know a beer. Sorry, mom. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but I mean, we could still walk out, right. still have different views, and still get along. Yeah. Now, if we're on different sides of the the aisle, left, right, whatever, conservative, liberal. Oh, there's a we're whole not another... supposed to hang out. Yeah. We're not even supposed to talk to each other. Right. And I think that's where the implosion comes from because I think the you know, oh God help us. We're you know, um, America's going to continue to look. And I don't think the idea of of America was ever to to be the same as it was when at its founding, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be different. And it's not supposed a good to way. grow. Yeah. And but I, think I don't we're think not we've in, grown. We're not in that. We're not in a growth period right now. We're in a period of division. Mm. Right. You know. Um, I mean, there's a reason that the the phrase "United we stand, divided we fall" yeah. is is all over our documentation, right? Like, yeah. there's there's a reason for that. It's because, literally, like if you and I don't band together as brothers, regardless of our our views on and outlooks on things, as a as as we are one people then all of the things that all of the people who came before us, all of the founders and the, and the people that paved the way for us to live the life that we, we want to live like 50 years ago, people had to work hard to get the life they wanted to live. I started working on when I was 14 years old. Us? 16. Yeah. We've always had whatever we wanted. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, on that older side millennial, I'm not very far on the older side millennial, but I, I consider myself an older soul in the millennial side. Um, like, we had to work for some of the things, but we always had what, what, we, what we wanted. You know, we always got that Xbox for Christmas, right? You know, like, we always got that, the next biggest thing. Like, um, now, I mean, it was not until college, but every two years we got a new phone. Mm-hmm. The newest phone mm-hmm. that's up to date. Like, we get whatever we want, and it's, like, handed to us, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas 50 years ago, y'all had to work hard to get this thing. I had to I had to set a goal to to have this, with the exception of maybe credit cards, right? Like, I don't know how that worked back then, but, like, you still had to work harder than what we do now to get our quote-unquote wants, mm-hmm. you know? So I, and it's always, it's this mentality and I've always been told it's from the boomers, um, after, you know, the, after the, the, the war, they, and all that, and all the boomers came about and they're like, well, my parents had to work extremely hard to give me anything. So I want to give better for my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and then that those parents, those, those kids, you know, grew up and were like, well, you know. My parents had to work hard to get me whatever I wanted, so I'm going to have – I want my kids to have even more. And, and we're and now, now to the, a point where that's, that's – that was a wrong mentality. And we should have been passing down generationally and generationally that you got to work hard for all of these things. Yeah, I, I get giving a better life, but making people work for it hasn't been instilled millennials on. Mm-hmm. And and that has been a big downfall as well. And when it comes to all of the political division, all of the social media stuff, all of this stuff ties in together. It it all falls in together because if we were taught to work hard, 
we would think through and process things a little better because we'd be planning for this mm -hmm. in the distance. Whatever is out there that our goal is, we'd, we'd understand how to make goals, set goals or whatever, set goals, and, and how to figure out how to get to that goal. But I, I don't know. My goal is to find a job that I'm, I'm established in, and I have no idea how to even start. You know what I mean? And it, it's not it's not necessarily a problem because of, of what my parents did, but it's it's a problem that it's not taught anywhere anymore. Yeah, your generation nobody taught it, right? nobody is taught that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it's not in the schools, it's not in colleges even anymore. Like it's it's nowhere to be found. Um so I it, there's there's this lack of of teaching of hard work, goal setting and, and how to get there. And and the fact that failing is not a bad thing. Failing should be an inspiring thing. Right. You fail at something, that means you figured out a way not to do it, and it should help you to work harder to find the right solution to whatever it is that you're 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 looking for. But failure is like an end now. Mm. Yeah. If I failed at anything within my job, I should just quit it and find something different. Mm. Or you if I quit my job that is being terrible to me, I will fail in life. Everything will just go away. And so we take the abuse of something that we we really shouldn't be doing in the first place. The other, well, the other thing that I've, I find a little bit distressing um, is that um, we want to protect our kids from failure, mm. right? There's a, there's this attitude now among parents that they want yeah. to protect their kids from being failures and, you know, I've heard crazy things about, you know, sliding grade scales and stuff in school where they're, you know, where they're not going to hand out Fs in certain locations and that kind of thing. And I'm like, that's nuts. How do you grade yourself? How do you know when you're, you're progressing if you don't have a way of failing? Yeah. You know, um, so um, kids, it's OK to fail. It's all right. Well, as long as as long as the failure doesn't become a focus. Yeah. Right. If you if you fail, you look at it and OK, I need to make this adjustment to succeed. That's that's a good failure. If a failure becomes I fail and I quit and I'm taking my ball and going home when it's something that you want to do, mm. uh, that's a bad thing. That is truly a bad thing. That's the trophies for losing, that's right? right? Trophies for losing, and then you get out into the world and and you no longer get trophies for losing in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like you don't you don't you don't get the same bonus as the person who worked their butt off to succeed better than you did. You yeah. don't get that. Yeah. And in, in the real world, that's not a thing. And so I think we're starting to see what the... Oh, we're only seeing a glimpse of it right now. That's yes. what I mean. We're starting like, to see... We're yeah. starting to see the, the product results of that. Yes, right. product of that. Yeah. Let me leave you guys with something. I know we got to wrap up. And yeah, I've we been do. dying to share this. Um, the, the Proverbs... Oh, man, I just had it. Okay, Proverbs 25. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So the purpose is in you. Right. What you got to do is in you. Right. What you got to figure out is how to draw that out. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's uh, fortunately, God blessed me and, and drew that out right away in me. I think some people, it takes a longer time, and there may be a purpose in that, in that weight yeah um you know waiting that's the other that's a hard part with within within the christian beliefs too is that like especially if you understand that that god's timing right like mm -hmm. is is in play here mm -hmm. like it's it's so 
the wait is so hard. Yeah. I think the wait is harder. Yeah. Maybe knowing that God's timing is in play mm. than because you can't you 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 can't give up at at that point. You know that God is like like in play. You right. Know? He he knows exactly what he's doing and he's going to open up the right things at the right times for you it's that waiting for the right things not knowing mm. what the right things are not knowing what the right time is not knowing any of that and just relying on someone else really relying yeah. on somebody mm. else to, to i think um for you that's i have a mentor he says solid. there's a purpose in the pause yeah there's purpose, purpose in the, in the pause that. that's cool um i know one liner for you to go yeah. um Hey, as always, uh, you are loved, known, and significant, and this has been The Truth Response. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week, and God bless.